No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Always More. I'm Rebecca Keener, and it's so wonderful to be with you today. And what this program is all about is just a little Bible study where we can just dig into the Word of God and learn more about Jesus Christ, learn more about His Word, learn more about the Holy Spirit. And that's the beautiful thing about the Lord is that no matter how much we know, no matter how much we think we know, there is always more. So thank you so much for joining us today. And get your Bibles, get you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, and just come hang out with us and enjoy. And I know that the Lord will encourage you today. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into our lesson today, which is the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for this program, and we ask that you would bless those who are listening today and tuning in. We ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be there with them, and we ask, Father, for divine wisdom and revelation, that you would just pour out your Spirit and your anointing and bless us today as we fellowship together in your Word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, you know, Psalm 115 and 14 says that um, God will increase us more and more, us and our children. And that's the beautiful thing about God is he just always wants us to experience every day more and more and more of his love, more and more of his presence, more and more of his word. And no matter how much we study it, it's like a diamond almost. I like to say that you can hold it up and you can hold up a scripture and you can look at it on one particular day and you can hold it up to the light and refracts the light and you see it in a certain way and then you hold it up again and God gives you just a fresh new revelation. That's what he means when he says his mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every day in the word of God. And so today our text is coming from John 14, 12 through 16. So if you want to grab your Bible and turn to that with me, we'll read it together. And I am reading out of the Amplified Version, John 14, 12 through 16. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, I assure you most solemnly, I tell you, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he himself will be able to do the things that I do. And he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name. This is very encouraging today. I know for some of you and, and especially for me, I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified and extolled in through the Son. And then verse 14 says, Yes, I will grant, I will grant myself, will do for you whatever you shall ask in my name as presenting all that I am. If you really love me, amen. We, we want to love the Lord with everything we've got. If you really love me, you will keep, you will obey my commands. Verse 16 says this, and this is our text for the day. And it says, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. And in the Amplified Version, 
That means counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. Oh, I love those words. I know you do too. That he may re remain with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome and take into heart because it does not see him or know or recognize him. But you will know and recognize him for he lives with you and will be in you. Hallelujah. So today we're talking about how the Holy Spirit is our comforter. And there's three things, three main things that I see in that particular text. And, and there may be more, but I just want to just take a moment just to look at those three main uh, directives that Jesus was giving. First of all, I heard Jesus say through these words that we need to obey his commands and that when we obey him, that we are blessed. That's what the Bible says, that, that we will eat the good of the land when we obey him. And it reminds me of that old hymn. Some of you have heard it, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And how many of us know that to be so true? That whatever it is that God is telling you to do today, whether it's to minister to somebody down the street, to take somebody a meal, to call somebody and pray for them and encourage them, to be a part of something in your local church, whatever it is he's telling you to do, I pray and I ask the Lord Jesus today and the Holy Spirit to go to you and give you the courage to take that step of obedience. And it brings great joy when we follow after God and we obey him with all of our heart. The next thing I heard Jesus say in these passages is that he said, greater works, when you obey me, greater works will you do also. And when we look at today, the day we're living in, you know, Jesus, when he preached, he preached to the multitudes, the Bible says, he preached on the hillside. Uh, he would preach over water so that his voice would amplify over the water and multitudes would be able to hear him. And you think about how, you know, back in Paul's day, I have a friend who says that Paul had roads to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, but we actually have the internet. We have things available, technology available to us that wasn't available in Jesus's day. It wasn't available in Paul's day. And so Jesus is saying to his disciples, because he's preparing them from John 14 to John 16, those chapters, he knows he's about to go to the cross. He knows he's about to die and give his life and he's going to leave them. And so he's trying to prepare them and let them know you're going to be okay. And greater works are you going to do than what I have even done. And we see that to be true today, that with the technology we have today, we can reach more people in one second than Jesus reached in three years of ministry on the, when he was on the earth. Amen. And so Jesus, of course, being omniscient and seeing all of time before him, he saw this day. He saw this day that there would be radio and television and that Christians would go on the air and take airwaves and begin to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ and that people would come into the knowledge and the grace of Jesus Christ because they heard the word. Amen. And so greater works, greater works. I want to speak that to you today. Greater works will you do than Jesus. Maybe you're sitting there in your home today and you feel hopeless. 
you feel like my life's never going to amount to anything. I'm never going to do anything good. You've got just mountains of regret over things that have happened in your life previously. You know what? Just lay all that at the foot of the cross today and just claim that for you. I'm going to do greater works. That almost sounds arrogant, doesn't it? I mean, we almost hesitate to say it, that greater works, Jesus said, will we do than he, than he did. Now, why? Here's the reason why we will do great works. And it is because Jesus says, number three, I will send the comforter. And who is the comforter? The comforter is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So he didn't just say, obey me, do what I say, greater works will you have. He went on to say, you're going to have help. You're going to have the Holy Spirit. It's just like anything God has ever asked me to do or you to do. We don't go in our own strength. Praise God. We go in the supernatural strength of the Holy Spirit. He takes his super and puts it on our natural to make it natural. Amen. And where would we be without the supernatural anointing of the Holy Spirit? So Jesus promised us that we would have a comforter, someone who would be with us, who would comfort us at all times of our life. John 16, again, he's speaking to the disciples and he says, but I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go away. Actually, the King James says there, it's expedient that I go away. Can you imagine that Jesus sitting with his disciples and he's preparing them for his death and he says, this, this thing is actually going to be expedient that I leave you. You know, can you imagine how the disciples felt? You've got to be kidding me. We need you, Lord. Don't leave us now. This is dangerous. We need you. We, we've gotten used to you. We fellowship with you. We love you. Don't leave us. But, but Jesus knew he had to die and give his life on the cross so that the Holy Spirit would be released upon the earth. And that word expedient, I just love it. I just love Jesus' choice of words there. It actually means it's convenient for the Holy Spirit to come, and it is practical for me to leave so that the Holy Spirit can come. Although, he says, this is what expedient means, although it may seem improper, and I'm sure it did seem rather improper to the, to the disciples for him to die upon a cross and, and leave them just three years into his ministry when, you know, they were saying miracles and people were being healed and things were happening and you know, this is just the beginning, Lord. You know, why do you have to go? But the whole mission of Jesus Christ, of course, to save us from our sins, of course, so that we could live eternal life, but also so that when we're here on this earth, we could have days, the Bible says, as heaven on earth. You know, life without the Holy Spirit on earth is hell. We, we see it every day on the news. We see school shootings. We see shootings in churches, we see uh, shootings on the street, we see mass violence, and that is because people have forsaken and not embraced the Holy Spirit. And that's why the Holy Spirit is here, to comfort us and to help us and to give us that strength. Amen. John 14 and 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring into remembrance all that I've said. He'll teach us. 
You know, it's great to have teachers. It's great to go to Bible college. It's great to go to seminary. It's great to be a part of, of studying in school. But at the end of the day, it is the Holy Spirit of the living God who illuminates this word and who teaches us all things. There's things, you know, when I'm reading along in the Bible, I don't understand that word. What does that mean? Holy Spirit, quicken that to me. Show me. Give me understanding. Amen. And he does. Isn't that a great thing? You know, some of you today may need a comforter. Maybe you've had just the greatest loss of your life. I had a young lady text me yesterday afternoon, and I've been standing with her and praying with her about a certain thing in her life that wouldn't happen. And she texted me yesterday that it happened. It was devastating. It took my breath. It took her breath. It was just one of those things that you just think, why? You know, we don't understand why. We don't understand why things happen on the earth the way they do. It is just beyond our comprehension. And sometimes we want to blame God. We want to say, why did you allow that to happen? And some people even say, he made it happen. But we know that the Bible says that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. That it is Satan who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy but you know, in all of that, in everything that we go through, if you're there today and you need a comforter, all you have to do, the Holy Spirit is as close as your next breath. And all you have to do is ask him, Holy Spirit, I don't understand this. I, don't, I can't see you. I can't really even hear you. But I'm just going to trust that what that little lady is saying on the other side of that camera is true. Try him, test him. I'm not telling you about the Holy Spirit from something I learned in Bible college, although I did take courses and learned, or from some denomination, or from Pentecostalism, or from any other man-made religion or school of divinity. I am telling you by experience that the Holy Spirit is real, and nobody can comfort you like the precious Holy Spirit if you'll just give him a try. You know, Matthew 5 and 4 says this. It says, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. How do we know that they, they will be comforted? We will be comforted in our time of loss, in our time of need, in our time of just total desperate. I've been there, just totally desperate and despondent. And, you know, how could this happen? How could this happen, Lord? And Jesus says, they will be that means there's no doubt about it. They will be comforted. And in many ways today, we see that this nation is in a grieving state. Our nation, even today, uh, as, I'm, as I'm speaking to you, we lost one of our greatest evangelists of all time, and he will be buried today. And for years, I always dreaded this day. I thought, oh, Lord, what will, what will happen to America when some of our generals go home and and go to heaven, and they're not here anymore, and we don't have their moral standard. And, and what the Holy Spirit said to me was, I'm going to pass the torch. I'm going to give the torch to the next generation. I'm going to raise up other people to be able to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so sometimes we will look to, when we have mass tragedies in the United States, we'll, we'll try to blame the government. government. Well, it's the government's fault. We'll try to blame the schools. We'll try to blame uh, even our churches. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's not the, the government's job or the president's job to comfort us. 
to bring comfort. That is the role of the Holy Spirit. And so what we need to do, if you're watching today and you're an intercessor, you know how to pray, you pray for this nation, one of the greatest things we can begin to do is pray that the Holy Spirit will rise up in this nation strong and comfort those who are grieving, comfort those who are in a, a, just a desperate loss now and you can't even describe the pain. Only the Holy Spirit can take that pain. 2 Corinthians 1 and 5 says this, for, we ju for just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds. Say that with me. My comfort abounds. It's not just a little dab, not just a little bit. That's not the way the Holy Spirit does. He doesn't come in and just say, okay, I'll just give you just a little bit, like a, just one little Advil and, and you know, you pat you on the head and you'll be okay. No, our comfort abounds when it comes to the Holy Spirit. When we just press into him and pour ourselves into him, Holy Spirit, this hurts. Holy Spirit, I don't understand it. Holy Spirit, why did this have, have to happen? Holy Spirit, I need you to wrap your arms around me and comfort me. He can do it like nobody else can. Amen. You know, people look for comfort in all kinds of things to take away pain and loss. They, they look to uh, the bottle. I know there's, I think there's an alcohol called Southern Comfort. And I've, knowing me in my past, I've probably drank it. It's been years ago, but uh, Southern Comfort. But you know what? At the end of the day, that doesn't bring any comfort, does it? You and I know that. And uh, people look to drugs or prescription drugs to give them comfort. And all that is temporary. All of that is fleeting. Amen. You know, people look to food. You know, they'll, they'll want comfort food. Uh, I, I obviously, I live in the South. I'm Southern, and I like my sweet tea. I like my cornbread. I like my fried chicken, all those comfort foods. But at the end of the day, that doesn't comfort like the Holy Spirit. People look to uh, television or look to sports. Oh, I just can't wait for that next game. I live in a house full of men. My husband of 30-plus years and three boys and all their friends constantly watching the next sports. I've jokingly said that I've lived by the sports calendar most of my life. What's going to happen next? What game is next? But you know what? All of that is temporary comfort. It's just a temporary distraction. Some people get try to get comfort in shopping. I'll shop till I drop. You know, well, what does that mean? I'm going to shop till I pass out. I'm just going to shop and just forget all my woes, forget all my fears. You know what? And the Holy Spirit is saying, that, you know, he is our comfort. Don't look to anything else. Don't look to anything temporary on this earth because that will pass away. Amen. Always ask first the Holy Spirit to give you that comfort. And, you know, there are times some of you maybe have said, well, I don't want to know about the Holy Spirit. I don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit. I don't want to hear about the Holy Spirit because, you know, maybe you think it's weird. I don't, all I know is about the Holy Ghost or somebody speaking in tongues and that's just weird to me and I don't want to know about the Holy Spirit. Well, you know what? You are missing it. You are missing it because the Holy Spirit is so much grander and bigger than that. He is part of the Trinity, God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit and he is a vital part of our life as we're living here on this earth. 
And if you want to have days as heaven on earth, you need the Holy Spirit. And so just ask for him. You know, I want to give you three quick ways as we're wrapping up today that the Holy Spirit can comfort you and he can speak to you. Recently, there was a, a, a pretty well-known TV host who said, made the statement that uh, people who said they heard from Jesus were mentally uh, uh, challenged or had uh, mental issues. It was a psychiatric problem. And you know, that's, that is so the devil. Uh, even from the Garden of Eden, you know, the first thing that the serpent said to Eve to trip her up and deceive her was, did God say? Did God really say that? You know, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, the first thing that Satan will do is he'll come and he'll say, well, did God really tell you to do that? Amen. I've had that in my life. I know you have too. But there are three things that will will bring comfort in your life to know. First of all, that the Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He is everywhere. He's right here with me as I'm talking to you, and he's right there with you at the same time. Isn't that amazing? He is omnipresent. He can be everywhere at the same time. And so you can call on him right where you are. The second thing is that he will speak to you through his word and in prayer. Isaiah 59, 21 says this, that uh, my spirit, which is upon you and my words, which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth or your offspring or your offspring's offspring, says the Lord for now and forevermore. This is my covenant that my spirit is upon you. I love that. That's such a powerful promise for us today. And then in Romans 8, it says in the same way, the Spirit is the Holy Spirit who helps us to pray. And it says, actually, the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep, too deep for words. And there are times, oh my, my, my. There's times when I, I was hurting so bad, I couldn't even utter a word. I couldn't even speak a word. All I could do was groan. All I could do was say, oh, Holy Ghost, amen. And the Holy Spirit takes that and he interprets it and he takes it to the throne of God and it gets God's attention and he begins to work on your behalf. Amen. And then the third way that he comforts us, and we're going to be getting into this in future studies, so I hope you'll tune back in with us. But he comforts us with the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control which is found in Galatians 5.22, if you want to do a little study in on your own and look at those. And then he comforts us with his gifts, the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of healing, the gift of miracles, prophecy, the discernment of spirits, and then also the gift of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. So all of these gifts, the Holy Spirit comes bearing gifts. How, how could you get any better than that? You know, it's like somebody wants to come and visit you at your home and they come bearing gifts. And some of you, maybe that's your, that's your love language. You just love gifts. You like to get gifts and you like to give gifts. And that's how the Holy Spirit is. He comes bearing gifts. 
I think about when I was a little girl, there was a lady that was a friend of my grandmother's and she would give me little uh, collector dolls. And I saved every one of those and I know her name to this day. I didn't really know her, but every year she gave me a doll. And then a friend of my mother's, every birthday, she would make these little beautiful little marzipan cookies for me for my birthday. And it became a tradition and I remembered those gifts. Well, see, that's just like the Holy Spirit. He gives us gifts. And what if I'd have said to my mama, I don't, I don't want those marzipan cookies. I don't like that. I mean, they took hours to make. You know, that would have disappointed my mother. And you don't want to disappoint my little mama. And, you know, that's how the Holy Spirit is. He gives us gifts that he wants us to enjoy. So we'll study on those gifts in, in future programs. But you know, uh, it's time to receive those gifts. The world needs to see those gifts. The world needs to see miracles and signs and wonders. The world is desperate for the Holy Spirit. And if you're filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit and you're listening to me today, don't restrain the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, that's 1 Thessalonians 5.19. It says, don't quench or don't restrain the Holy Spirit. And Titus 3 and 6 says, God poured out the Holy Spirit on us abundantly through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So if you have the Holy Spirit, embrace him. Allow him to operate in, in your life and on new levels. God, the word says that he'll take us from glory to glory. There's always more in the Holy Spirit. There's always more to learn. And if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you today. And we want to ask the Lord to come into your life and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you and to change your life. So let's just pray as we're closing today. And thank you so much for being with us. Today can be the best day of your life. If you'll allow the Holy Spirit to comfort you, he'll be the best friend you ever had. I promise you that. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for everyone listening today, those who don't know Jesus, that they'll just right now give their life to him. Just say with your mouth, just say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. Take my life and use it for your glory. And then just say this, say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill my life. Fill my, fill my heart. Take my body and, and use it. Let me be a vessel for your kingdom and your glory. Fill me with your Holy Ghost and fire. You know, if you prayed that prayer today with us, write us and let me know. There'll be an address on your screen and we'd love to hear from you and I'll lay my hands on those prayer requests and agree with you and stand with you and we'll pray. And don't miss our next broadcast of Always More. We'll be continuing on the study of the Holy Spirit. We're just going to dig in and every time we get in the Word, there's always more revelation. Thank you today for watching and we'll see you again next time. And until then, remember that no matter how much you know about God and his word, no matter how much you receive of his love, no matter how much that you understand about him, there is always more. God bless you, and we look forward to being with you again. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. 
Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmoretv.org.